Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I am tonight's host, Christopher Bowds, and tonight I'm joined by Housewife's favourite, Louis McCaffrey. Bringing the heat, bringing the energy. That's what I like to hear. You are hot and energetic. Thanks. Uh, and uh, also the Housewife's favourite. Cheers for having us. Dermot, it's always a pleasure. Insightful and slightly more rugged handsome than Louis, but you know. Two very handsome gentlemen. Wow. Yep. I was like a backhanded compliment there, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Well, you're, you're good looking, but you could do it a wash. <laughs> <laughs> There's this chart, it's like a lumberjack, you've got it, it all is, going on. Yeah. Um, right, aye, so, uh, aye, how have you, how you both been? Ah, no bad, aye, no bad. Get a wee cup of tea, just a wee rolling chips, bottle of ginger. Things are looking good. Yeah. Dermot, anything you want to get into before we get into some... I think this is a way to do podcasts, aye? A glass of wine on the way in. Classy, that's what yep, we are here. classy and... Red wine aplenty and chippies. Yeah, you two are drinking red wine and I'm having a cup of tea. Aye. It's a bit strange. <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd known there was wine available, I would have left the car. But that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Always assume there is bevy available. So, uh, lots and lots to talk about. Um... First of all, we'll start with uh, the capitulation in Russia, is what I'm going to call it. Um, St. Petersburg, uh, there's some chat about... (laughs) Yeah, you can make up your own pun. Louis, thoughts? Uh, Oh, God. Me and Dermot sat in the podcast last week, full of hope. Dermot, full of hope. Yep. Genuinely thought, I don't know why, it was obviously misguided, but I thought that we might actually be able to go through and we would, I thought we would lose the game, but I thought we would at least score and we would go through and away goals. No, no, we got pumped. They just absolutely bottled it again. Um, Just really gutting, really gutting to finish the, the the European... Uh, campaign like that was really disappointing. Similar to kind of, I suppose how we did, we ended the Champions League campaign with the Anderlecht game. We were pretty woeful and disappointed. Went out with a whimper and sadly done the same again. Not, hardly any players really rose to the occasion. They all, I felt as if the whole team looked as if it was kind of caught in two minds. I don't think we had a clear enough plan as to whether we should go and try and play like we did in the first game and impose ourselves on it, or if we should try and shut up shop, get through the game. I, I, I don't know if I don't know if Brendan Rodgers even really had a clear plan of what to do, to be honest with you. And whatever his plan was, the players didn't carry out. Dermot, um, do you think, uh, you're talking about Rodgers there, do you think, I mean, looking at that lineup going into the game, were you happy with the, the team, keeping it the same? I really enjoyed the first six minutes. <laughs> Honestly, I thought we looked good. And then it was just classic Celtic, wasn't it? Here's a goal. Um, and then you start to get, team gets a bit more jittery, a bit panicky, give them a second. And at that point, you know, we were just, we weren't showing anything. You know, there was no, there was no creativity. I don't think there was any belief amongst any of those players that they were going to score another. Or they were probably thinking that they, even if they did score another, they're, they're liable to let in another two or three, you know. Uh, it was just really disappointing. Aye. Yeah. Uh, Louis, was um, the 
As you say, the tactic, well, were there tactics? No, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what they were. I mean, I, I agreed with the lineup. I, I said on the podcast last week, stick with the same team. Don't see any reason why you would have to change it. But it was always going to be what the mindset was. And, you know, I don't think we played like a team who had the advantage of the away goal scenario. I mean, we'd kept a clean sheet at home. We, I really think we should have went over there believing that we could score, you know, and, and you, you you play the game to, to score goals. And we didn't look as if, as a team, we could get very far up the pitch. I mean, I, I, felt, I felt that, that the, the space between, like, Dembele and our midfield was just massive. I mean, our, our centre of the midfield was missing most of the game, I felt. Yep. Um, Any time we did have the ball, we were... We were pushing it out to the sides and then nothing was really happening for us. Um but no, they, I, I don't know. I just I just feel as if they were caught in two minds. But the pl- the players did the players did for me bottle it as well when they went out there. Yeah. They just the, the occasion, I don't know if it I don't know if they expected the Zenit to be totally different and that's what spooked them as well. But I didn't think Zenit were really that good. Yeah. I didn't think they were t- a hell of a lot better than what they were in the first game. It was just we were so woefully poor that we didn't we didn't cause them to pose the questions or, or anything that we did in the first game. And is there anything that you you think could have caused that there, other than bottling it? It's the exact same players. Obviously, yeah. Well, I think Zenit were were on it a bit more and closed down a bit more. Uh, I felt they they looked more comfortable Zenit. I lost count of the number of times the ball went out to sort of Tierney and then we played it along the back line out to the right and then back again. It's like you're saying, the centre, uh, the, the pitch was completely missing for us. Uh, what we had in the first game, we were, we were playing through the middle a bit and there was some good link-up play. It just wasn't there. I don't think Sham showed. Um, but I thought Sham done better second half. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was... <sighs> I I just thought, you know, Scott Brown, who, I mean, everybody's, you know, raving about after the weekend and everybody um, believes that it's between him and Forrest for player of the year and probably say that's fair, but I would would still personally give it to Forrest. But um, I thought he was completely missing for most of that game. Um, The second goal, he was all at sea. Scott Brown, no one shut the boy down, and I think Scott Brown should have been one the one to run to him to to shut down the shot in the first place. So then you have an absolute goalkeeping howler like that. That just, I mean, what chance do you have when when you literally don't have a goalkeeper? I think if you watch that second goal go in as a Celtic player, you can hang. Oh well, you know what I mean. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. They can they can score when they want. That's the thing. Even at two 0 all it took was a goal. Yeah. And do you think that the team were fighting for that? I mean, watching it, I just... I think they were just devoid of ideas. I think because then it did sort of close down better, they they weren't able to play the ball through the middle. Uh, they were kind of cutting off everything quite quickly. It was going down the wings. Forrest tried a wee bit, you know, to kind of get forward and be direct, but it just wasn't happening. Um, and, yeah, I think the heads just basically went down. Uh, was there anyone who... Got past marks, Louis McCaffrey. Um, 
Anybody who get pass marks? Not really. I thought I felt as if there was players that looked good in in flashes, but that was about it. I mean, I I did think there was times in the second half when Cham looked good. I thought there was times when Forrest looked as if he would be the one to make something happen. But other than that, not really. I thought Dembele was awful. Um, I thought you know Brown was missing. Kouassi really yeah. didn't affect the game at all. Which was a shame because the first leg, I, well, I don't know about you guys, but I felt Kouassi was fantastic. I thought he was really good. Yeah, no, yeah. he was. I thought he was great in the first, the first leg. But again, he benefited from the fact that we were really going for it. And the position that he was playing was further up the pitch. Whereas second leg, Zenit had two banks of four any time we had the ball, they had two deep banks of four and we didn't have any clue on how to break them down. Um, they, they were just really comfortable defending like that, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, and, and we just came up short of ideas. And uh, I mean, I think in terms of players, Forrest, kinda, he tried, you know, and he, he was direct at times. Uh, I don't think Dembele was awful. I just think I mean, there wasn't really much he could do, was there? He wasn't really getting a whole yeah. lot of service, you know. This is it. This is it. Um, what about the goals? Pretty, pretty poor. You've touched on De Vries. Every one of them was avoidable for me. The first, first one, you know, I, I don't care if he was getting blocked off or whatever. There's no way, especially Ivanovic should be getting a free header yeah. in the box like that. I mean, that's just schoolboy stuff. So that shouldn't have happened. The second one's a joke, and um, the third one. Lustig should be ashamed of himself and I still think De Vries should have done better with that as well. So all all, th- all three of them are avoidable and it's it, it's hard to take an out of Europe. And, you know, me, that, that result and the the defending for those three goals meant that that first leg was meaningless. And that, yeah. I think that's really hard to take. I think that's the thing that struck me about the first goal was, I mean, it was just awful. Uh, letting them... Sambinovic letting him get away from him and if you give a goal like that after seven minutes I mean what's the point of putting in all that effort the week before just to hand it right back to them uh, and I think that really then put us on the back foot a bit and put a lot of doubts into the players minds you know don't think we didn't really come back from it at all second goal I mean you just can't even say anything about it that was that bad uh, and then Lustig's yeah it's, it's on. I wonder if Lustig's finished you know in terms of his form Given Aberdeen at the weekend was pretty shocking as well. It's, I think that it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the the team shapes up in Europe next season. I mean, we always say that, and I know the likes of Christians always says, you know, the team who starts the the European campaign should be the one that ended at the previous year but I think there's got to be some players that's nonsense that it's stuff, I know when does the wolf know remember the wolf used to come on the podcast shots fired um, they're really ridiculous so you're not allowed to buy someone in the summer and put them into your team yeah that's um, the wolf said that one time yeah. if, if to be dis- fair to him our qualifiers start next week so yeah yeah um, no I think someone like like Lustig Everybody knows that his, his time's running up, you know. He, he's not got the legs for it now, and sadly it looks as if the old mind's yeah. gone, you know. 
Because <laughs> Saturday, Saturday weekend was just an absolute lapse of concentration, but I know we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, it was crazy. We'll get to that. But we'll, we'll get, get to that. But yeah, no, I think it, I think that's that's a big weakness in our team. Um, one of a few, but I think that that position really has to be sorted. That should be a priority. It should have been before anyway, but it really has to be now. Right back. Aye, sorry. I You're not listening, are <laughs> you? I wasn't <laughs> no. listening at all. Uh, I was concentrating on wine and Twitter. Uh, so, with the, obviously the result in that second leg, as you said, was, was atrocious, but overall, Europe this season, what are our thoughts on uh, third in the champion, well, qualifying for the Champions League stages, first of all, getting into third and then the next stage of Europa League. Are we kind of happy overall with yes and what we did? Yes and no. It was kind of two steps forward, one step back. Uh, brought it up earlier about the Anderlecht game, you know, last game. It's just been a complete waste of time. Team not showing up. It kind of reminded me of the sort of games against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach the year before. Or, Brilliant in one and then just completely caved in when we were at home. Uh, another embarrassment against PSG this year to kind of follow on from the Barcelona kind of humiliation. Uh, I mean, yeah, if if we'd have put in more of a performance on Thursday, I'd have been, even if we went out, I'd have been a lot happier. But I think it is the manner of the defeat, the absolute lack of any kind of ideas going forward. Uh, Zenit were good, but they weren't really all that good. We gifted them the goals, and actually, when they just sort of, as you say, sat back with sort of two banks of four, we'd no idea at all how to get past them or what to do. And it, it was embarrassing at times, just passing it back forward along the back line. And I just thought, oh, this is uh, this is painful. Let's just let's just finish and blow the whistle and finish the game here. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, <coughs> the t- the team's of course young. And I mean the average age I think was like twenty three. You know, it's a young team, but we we made ourselves look really young and naive in that game. And I think we've done that far too often in the European games, where we just don't look as if we understand the game at that level in many respects. We don't know when to see a game out. We don't know when we don't look tactically very astute in terms of being able to switch up our tactics during a game. I mean, that was the one thing that Brendan Rodgers, when he came in, yep. you, his in-game management, he could he was changing things during the game that really, really affected it. I don't feel as if he's been that, as influential in that respect for quite a while, um, which is maybe a worry. Maybe the, maybe he's trying it and the players aren't caught, you know, caught on. I don't know. But, I mean, if I think at, at, at the start of the season, you know, before the first qualifier, if you were to say we qualify for the group stages, we'd finish first. Eh, first, we'd finish third. We'd drop into Europa League, but we'd go out to Zenit St Petersburg. You'd probably think, sounds crank, take yeah. that. But actually, when you look at it, we were we were pretty poor all the way through. Um, with a couple and have, of exceptions. Uh, with a couple of exceptions, yeah. yes. But really, have we made? Have we? Are we a better European outfit now than what we were a year ago? No, I wouldn't say so. Personally, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, yeah and I totally agree with that. I think the the point about seeing a game out is, uh, I mean, I don't think that Celtic team can see a game out. I think with the defence, that in certain ways 
Rogers is kind of forced to at least attack a bit because you certainly don't want to invite anyone on to you, you know. Yeah. Uh, you just can't have any real sort of confidence in keeping a clean sheet or defending halfway competently. So he's kind of hamstrung in that kind of respect, but it was up to him to bring in the players to kind of sort it out and it's not really happened, so... No, that, but then that's the thing. It's the only thing you can be sure about that we'll shit ourselves at some point <laughs> and it happened again. That's the thing, though. It's so disappointing you're talking about kind of maturity of performance. The first leg, we did look as if we had that. We yeah. looked as if we knew what we were doing. Um, and it could have been it was 1-0, but it was 1-0 going on 3-0, frankly. It was, but they looked... At the time, I thought they looked unbelievably poor. I didn't really think they they looked that uh, sort of passionate or interested. You know, they were very happy just to sort of yeah, was, give us a ball and not close down and just. It was made for us. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't putting pressure on us and they were letting us attack them. Yeah, and in the second leg, I don't think they'd done anything massively differently. They just done it a bit more competently, and that's what's really kind of disappointing. They didn't really have to step up their game much to completely nullify any kind of attacking threat we had, and a lot of players just didn't seem to be interested at that point. You know, it was almost accepted that that was it. We, we were going out. So, uh, is it for the Europa Europa League then? No, absolutely no chance. No, no chance. It's, uh, Leipzig they got, wasn't it? Leipzig, yeah. Aye. Leipzig will beat them. That would yeah, be that. you would think so. But uh, that's just the, the frustrating thing for me. Like, we still, we could could have, if we had been smart enough about it, we could have kept the ball, dominated possession, because I think we probably did in that game still. Yep. We probably still edged the possession. If we'd been smart about it, we could have just dominated possession and played them at their own game. Not the ball about... Uh, you know, we didn't necessarily have to go gung ho and attack them, but we could have kept possession, soaked up possession, just being, nil feet, them. being tight. Yeah, had the extra man in the centre of the midfield, and really, you know, one ugly to get through. But it seems that you know Brendan Rodgers. I don't know if it is stubbornness or, or what, or if he just doesn't. I don't know if he, he, he just doesn't value that type of approach, but I think you've got to be pragmatic at some point. I mean, you're away in Russia, you know, you've in the second leg of 32 in Europa League. Why did we not go out there and, and be mature? I, th- I think it's losing that early goal, though, as well. I honestly yeah. think, see, they're going to have to come at us. They need a goal, and we just gifted it to them within the first 10 minutes, you know, and just said, well, there you go. That's at all level. And I mean, the second one, it's, we would have had chances to play through them if they had to come at us a bit more. Yeah. But the game is pretty much over. But they were never, after half an hour. They were, nothing from that first leg made you think that we were going to be under the cosh at any point. No. You know, I mean, if we'd, if we'd went out there and said, right, listen, we're going to set up with, you know, a back five and keep it tight in the middle of the park. Kwasi not playing up the kind of joint number 10. Him sitting back, him and Brown trying to, you know, be keep the ball and defensive midfielders, keep the ball, be rock solid, get through the first 20, 25 minutes. And if we get the opportunity to break, we try and break with a bit of pace. What's wrong with that? I, I totally agree with that, but I, I think 
actually it doesn't make any difference because they get a corner they score from a set yeah. piece in just the most basic easy way you can and then the second goal you know what I mean there's just a free a free shot that goes through the keeper's hands so it's, you know it's one of these things where you can't really legislate for it uh, apart from to count that Celtic are probably going to do that in Europe and give away those type of goals but you, yeah we could have played five at the back uh, Sviachenko would still have lost them you, you just think sometimes what's the point it must be so annoying to be a manager to give the team talk to watch them start okay for the first five minutes and then that to happen and just think well what the fuck is the point all this work <laughs> you know if you can't just stay on your man at a corner you know when you're away one defending a one one goal lead it's just yeah, doesn't make true. sense. Yeah. Big Uzo losing oh, that corner. It's been terrible. Yeah. Not Eric. Not we can't, Eric. We can't, can't blame, blame him on Eric. No. <laughs> not, not this time. But uh, yeah, no. Um, Uzo's not looking good. Uh, aye. It's a bit of shite, wasn't it? A bit of shite. A bit of shite, but it's, uh, it's over for another year, I suppose. That's it. That's it. It's better to have loved than lost. Was it? No. No, no, it just pops out. Um, aye, so out of that disappointment um, into the toughest or second toughest domestic game of the season, probably at Petodre at the weekend. Um, what were your thoughts going into this, Dermot? Um, I, th- I thought uh, we'd take Aberdeen apart. I thought we'd have something to prove, put in a decent performance. Uh, think but we're usually more than a match for Aberdeen uh, they don't tend to worry us that much to be honest the way they play uh, I thought again, the performance on Sunday was rubbish as well <laughs> you know I thought it a decent result loved uh, Tierney's goal but I really thought we were poor it wasn't a wasn't a classic performance was it Lee? no I thought it <coughs> I thought it was really poor um, I don't know you, if you're you, being critical Lee if I'm being critical, <laughs> if I'm being positive, I thought it was really poor. Um, you know, you're looking, f- you're kind of looking for a reaction from them, and of course, it's going to be difficult. You don't have a lot of time to prepare, um, if any. No training time. You're you're going up to Aberdeen, difficult. But again, just a kind of lackluster, uninspiring performance, yep. and players just. Just don't look as if they can be asked. Um, I really thought that that second goal from Tierney was a massive, for, certainly for me, a massive relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it masked what was a what was a quite poor performance. Um, I, I wasn't particularly impressed by anybody. To be honest with you, there was no one that I, I really thought stood out and had a great performance. <laughs> Um, Tierney's goal was fantastic, and you know, it's the one. Eh? Dembele's work for it as well. Yep, Dembele's. Yeah, Dembele's. What me and Dermot were talking about this before the game. I've seen, heard and seen a lot of people being de- uh, really positive about Dembele. Um, for you know, yes, okay, he he worked hard and he had the work rate and all that sort of thing. But when was the last time Dembele done it in his feet? <laughs> Like when was the last time Dembele had a, a had a shot or looked as if he had any ability with his feet? I I just I'm not seeing it. 
Yes, he's he, he he done fantastically well in the Zenit game at home to link the play, and that was a side days game he done really well. Um, he scored the header, but let's face it, I mean, anybody could have scored that header. It was put on an absolute plate for him. Yeah. Who did, Louis? Momentum. Who did score it? Momentum. Who did score it? Momentum took him through to score that goal. Who's the who's momentum? Musa momentum Dembele, right? Okay. Um, yeah, it, I mean, he didn't show anything. That's why he didn't celebrate, I don't think. He just kind of, you know, he just get wanted the game to restart because he was like, I didn't really do it in there. It was a <laughs> superb, superb cross from, from James Forrest. But again, Dembele just, yes, he's putting in the work and I get that, but he's not actually shown us anything. He's, I, I, would, I would like to see more from him with the ball at his feet. Um, it, it, it doesn't yeah. take his, enough shots for me. He doesn't really create that much for himself. Yes, okay, maybe puts other other people in at times, but I want to see him being a striker again and racking the goals up because we know he can do it, and when he does it, he's he's by far the best in the league. So yeah, he doesn't seem to carry that threat recently. You know, no. when he gets on the ball, it's not like you're oh yes, this is. This is going to be going into the net. You know when he picks it up and, yeah. he, and he runs at someone. Some of his shootings are a bit, bit dodgy at times as well. Uh, I thought Forrest cross for his goal though was ah, outstanding. Absolutely. Was that going to go in anyway? Even if he didn't hit it, I couldn't really tell from the, the angle. But I wasn't sure if it was kind of drifting into the what the, the, the cross that Forrest no, hit. I don't think Did he need the touch? Yeah. Yeah. Needed that momentum. He had to get a wee a wee something on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, to me, in the short time that Dembele's been with us, it seems to me that when he's out and he comes back in, he takes a little while to get back into the stride of things. And I think we're still in the process of Dembele getting to where he can be. But I would say, I mean, Aberdeen wasn't his best game, but he scored the goal. First leg is in it. I think he was, I thought he was fantastic. Obviously, yeah. he thingy, but he... As you say, he brought a lot of people in. He showed a lot of qualities that we need in Europe. Um, however, I if he was to score hundreds of goals, that would be even better. And that was us playing Aberdeen with Shane and Christie. You know what I mean? That was Aberdeen, sir. Minus yeah. the two best players, really. I, th- I thought Aberdeen were piss poor. They were terrible. I mean, they, they offered nothing. But do you know what? See, if Aberdeen had been a decent, decent team, they would have beat that Celtic team. But Aberdeen rarely offer that much against us. No. You know, yeah. they're always full of excuses, and sometimes it's how great Celtic are, but Aberdeen are disappointing most of the time they play against us, you know, yeah. last a- couple of years. Aberdeen seem to be, the, and I've, I've said it before about McInnes, I think, and I don't even know if it's him, but I think um, the recruitment at Aberdeen's really good, and, you know, third biggest bu- budget or whatever in Scotland, so it should be relatively good, but they're great at finding players and bringing them in. So he's playing the smaller teams, he's just got a better squad of players yep. and he does really well against them. When it comes up against Celtic, against a Rangers or a Hearts or a Hibs, a team that might be more of a challenge, you tend to find that they they struggle. Um, and I think that's because McInnes isn't that great a football manager. He's decent yep. at recruitment, possibly. It might not even be him that's recruiting all the players. I don't know how much of a decision he makes, but... Aye, I don't think he's as up to much as, as people think. I think he's slipped up by not taking the Rangers job. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think he's missed his chance and uh, that's probably going to be a murder now, isn't it? I'd imagine. You can't really get unless 
Unless somebody presents themselves, I don't see them yeah. working for their money. I can't see anyone presenting themselves wanting <laughs> to work for not very much money. No. <laughs> you know, not uh, that kind guy, of budget. The guy, the guy deserves it as well. He's doing a good job. But no, I mean, <coughs> let's talk about let's talk about Lustig. Come on. Before we talk about Lustig, oh, um, I want to talk about somebody else with you, Louis. Talk to me. Tam Feet Rogic. Yeah. Listen, how was his performance? Let's talk about his performance, shall we? Well, Dermot brought up the first eight minutes, or, or first <laughs> six, six, minutes, six, minutes, yeah. six, six minutes of the Zenit game. Tell you what, the first eight <laughs> minutes of that Aberdeen game, he was he, he was handing out lessons, <laughs> handing out lessons. So he was, he looked, he looked delicious. I never seen him for the rest of the game because he disappeared, but he looked fantastic in those first eight minutes. Um, just the, just the technique of him and, and you know how he can take the ball on the kind of half turn and immediately, you know, drive us forward or he can sl- slip balls into people. If a fully fit Tam in that number ten is by far the best option. I don't care if you're Masonda, Paddy Roberts, anybody. Him in that number ten is what has to happen for that team to be as good as it can be. Um, he's getting his fitness up, brilliant. Um, hopefully, he starts tomorrow, and he and, and that keeps up. Um, but Tam Tam's got it. Celtic are a better team than Tam's in it. He just, so. he just needs to get his fitness up. I think it is all about fitness with him, though. You know, yep. uh, and when he's when he isn't fit, he's an absolute shadow of the player. I think he really needs to be. Yeah. Sort of operating at hundred percent, otherwise I wouldn't really bother playing him. Then you've got a bit of a problem about how do you get his fitness up, you know. Uh I mean he really didn't offer much at all on Sunday. Uh, but I, I agree, I think he's great. I actually think uh, Paddy Roberts maybe in the number ten role eventually. I can see him growing into that role and making it his own and he'd probably be the I think the most dangerous in that position, but I'd play Tam just now. And a wee side note, I think the fact that Paddy Roberts hasn't had much of a season this season, could play into our hands. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that we'll be able to sign him? Will Man City lose it? Because he's, he's not he's not walking it, he's not getting into that first team at Man City next season. Oh, someone told me who was it? Or someone said Leicester. Aye, Leicester That's wanted him in January. Yeah. And that was one of the conditions of was it who left Leicester? Uh, it was Mares going Mares. to yep. um, Man City. They wanted Roberts. They spoke about Roberts. It's part of the deal. Yeah. I, it's not going to happen. It's a, it's a shame that it's happened the way it is, but let's face it, it's, it's time's over. Aye. No, uh, you know what? It has I having mean, Roberts there pushed James Forrest to have one of his best seasons ever, <laughs> hasn't it? I don't know if you could necessarily say that this season, though, because he's, he's he's not had it last season, yes, but this season, Paddy's no, Paddy's literally not even really kicked a ball this season. I mean, Aye, but he's, he's missed out the whole of the European there. campaign, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. So, no, I think, I think Forrest is realising his potential that he's had, he's always had, and he's finally got a manager and he's been free of of the injuries for a decent part a, a, a decent period of time now but he's definitely you can see his physique has totally changed he's turning into a proper athlete and i think yep. you know 
for me, from a footballing point of view and a performance point of view, I think he is the player of the year. I think Scott Brown has had has had more games where he's maybe looked a wee bit off the boy or not quite as influential. It's just because Scott Brown's captain and he does things like he done at the weekend, and when he does, when he is on form, he's smashing into people. And he is the captain and he's the natural leader of things. I think people think often that he's better than what. Nah, it's nonsense. He possibly people think is. he's not as good as what he actually is. I think that's what you meant to say. You are talking <laughs> nonsense. Um, didn't he mention that at the weekend, actually? That's was just some top Bruni work. What was that? Getting hacked oh, that, that and then celebrating it, brushing it off and being so a wee I mean, Listen, I've watched, I've watched that clip more times than I watched McGregor's goal against Zenit, and, and I love that goal. Um, he's an absolute boss, but and I love him to bits. But um, I do I do think James Forrest has been the better, better football player this season. And there's no way that Paddy comes straight into that team and takes the place of him. No, no way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I would. You, can't, you just can't do that, surely. <laughs> no. I think Forrest is just. Uh, I'm so glad he's having a great season. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, he's just had so many seasons where he's sort of. He's, he's flirted to deceive and he's, uh, you know, had a couple of good games and then it's done almost nothing. almost as if he needs a new deal. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's, that's how well he's playing. I mean, I've kind of. I wouldn't have been sad for uh, Forrest to go at any point. And I think I've just ran out of patience with him, even though he's great week after week. Well, that's the, you've held on this long. I know. Now we're getting the, the benefit. And yeah. to be fair to him last season... Um, I think he was much better last season as well. Uh, and it was him and Roberts fighting over that spot, but when he had it, he yeah. deserved it. Uh, and this season he's the second best player on the, the squad. Um, <laughs> but, aye, uh, Mika, oh Jesus, let's get into it. Come on, Miko Lustig. You two have got the sleeves rolled up. I'm about to do it. <laughs> it was just horrific, wasn't it? Aye, I, I really, I, I know he will, but I, I really hope Christopher Gallagher listens to this this show because time's up, friend. There's a reason why you're not hosting tonight because you've bottled it just like he did <laughs> in the last couple of games. Um, aye. Zenit showed uh, the first game against Zenit. He didn't really put a foot wrong, to be fair to him. But I don't think he crossed the halfway line either. Right. Um, and the Zenit game away, he was absolutely piss poor. And then the the Aberdeen mm-hmm. game, poor again. And that whole incident that he gets sent off in just summed up this whole season for me. It's just a terrible lack of concentration. It's just a comedy of errors, you know. You can kind of see it happening in slow motion. (laughs) You know what's coming, and you're just like, I don't believe this. Yeah. (laughs) So I was saying earlier, I was screaming at the telly wanting a red card. I just wanted (laughs) him off. Just get him off. Um, And listen, it's it's, it's saying that about... It's not easy for us. We're all big Lustig fans. The guy is an absolute legend. I'd like him... You know, I've said it about previous players. Let's get them a job in the superstore or somewhere. Uh, what? You know, roll them out. They can be the head of the, the team. Hospit- corporate hospitality is always you a know, good one. I, I, let's keep that. It's Effie. I'm sure Effie was the man that I wanted to get a job in the superstore. Let's keep them about. They're good <laughs> for the place. But he shouldn't be playing in a Celtic top on the pitch. 
I could do a better job than Michael Lustig right now. So, and I'm shit. Your opinion is clear. Dermot, I've, for last week, because obviously his form's been dipping for a while, mm-hmm. my take a few weeks ago was he's probably still good enough for the squad, but we need a right back to the plate. He should do an Izzy. When Izzy took the step yep. back to let Tierney um, become the first choice and he was a capable backup. Do you think Lustig's still there or are we at the point where you just think, no, nope, he's gone... I mean, I think his concentration's so poor now at times. I think some of his passing's unbelievably slack. Uh, I mean, I, r- I really like him. Uh, if, if we had him as that kind of backup that never actually has to play, it'd be perfect, you know? <laughs> so we'd like a kind of Tierney player that was going to play more, more minutes than anyone else in Europe than I. <laughs> Let's keep him. But, but sometimes been playing those minutes, obviously not as much as Tierney, but Lustig's put in a lot. Do you think oh, if, as a... Older gentleman, he's not, was he 32? Yeah, he's not that old though, that's the thing. No, but he runs like he's shat his nappy and he, he can't quite run that fast. Yeah, he I mean, didn't. That, it's, you looked like me at fives the other night and that's not a sight. No, yeah. no we've all seen that, bud. <laughs> that's not good. Um, but do you think, he, I, I just think that he might, if he wasn't playing every week, he might actually be in better condition. And again, he's never going to be Busting along to get up there, but just yeah. as a right back, you can. But I don't. I don't think it's the type of position or that he brings that much to a team that you would want to rest him to play him for certain games. Uh, I think those sort of days have, have gone. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he is a backup that hopefully we don't have to use. Uh, but I mean, our defence. I <laughs> keep on going on about it. I mean, I, Jozo was worse. <laughs> I think in Sunday, Jozo, he was horrific, you know, and taking out Ayer. Was just <laughs> just I, icing I, on the I cake, mean, wasn't it? You're like, that's, what? That's one way to keep your place. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> no. what I said. He, he's he's the young competition. <laughs> gonna break his head. As, as, assuming that uh, the big man must be getting fit, and he's like, right, I need to take Ayer out here because <laughs> Boyata comes back. That's me, papped. But uh, I, I, Lustig getting back to like, we'll come back to you in a wee minute. But Lustig, so right now, as of now, what do you do with the right back? What's your? Do you stop playing a right back? Do you play? No, it's Ralph Chops. No, it's Ralph Chops. Right, Full on need, Ralston. You need, aye, and I, I think there was. I'm, I'm suspicious here. I think there was a clue dished out on the Celtic. Um, Oof. Aye, on the, was it the the Instagram the day or the Twitter box one of the two, and Celtic, um, put out pictures of training today. Okay. And uh, one of the pictures was was Anthony Ralston. Now I think they're maybe looking into that. that <laughs> no, no, no. Player's picture on no, no, Instagram. It's like the Vinci code, you know. It was close-up spot bound. It wasn't oh. like, it wasn't <laughs> like they were all, all in a huddle or something. It was, it was like row chops right there. So <laughs> I think that is a clue to he's going to be playing. Because they done it. Uh, they, they had a picture of Compa, who I thought was dead, but no, he's still living. <laughs> yes. um, he's still Which is there. Nice. Um so I no, I think this is this hopefully is Ralston's chance now. And I think if he plays against Dundee tomorrow night, I wouldn't be surprised if he started the, the Rangers game. I honestly wouldn't. I wouldn't yep. it wouldn't surprise me at all. Keep him in and it's his run f- for a while. And as you say, Lustig is back up. 
And what a great bit of backup, great bit of experience to have on the bench to bring on for injury time if, if you need to close a game. <laughs> um, I think... I Guess think get a wee red card to <laughs> slow things up. Once the game's won. Aye, you know. if you're about fi- five on up at eyebrows, you want to take the piss. Bring on Lustig for the last few minutes. Um, but this has surely got to be Ralston's turn. I mean, if that uh, we've heard how highly thought of he is, not just at Celtic, but in terms of Scotland as well. All these coaches are very, very complimentary of him. I mean, surely if he's going to prove it, now is the time to try and prove it and give him a run. We, we, he needs to have a, a run in the team. He's been very unlucky with the injuries, obviously. But um, if, if Brendan Rodgers is confident enough to put him in the PSG game up against Neymar, surely... Yeah, he can he can play some league games for the rest of the season. And well, I get your point about PSG, but are if, trying to look at it um, unbiasedly. Do you think that we are looking at him thinking it's a young Scottish boy, knows what the club's about. He's a set, he's tierney on the right, and wanting them to play as opposed to him being ready. Or do you think from what we've seen, you'd be happy with him? So just forget throwing that all out the window. Based on him as a player, from what you've seen, should he be playing or should Gamboa be ahead of him? Or Lustig? Well, I just think he's built a bright show house and that whole celebration. <laughs> that celebration when he went through that boy for the PSG game, that, he won it for me there. That's you know, a... these are the moments. These are the moments that I have tried it a couple of... Uh, tried it in the Zenit game, celebrating a throw-in. You know, this... <laughs> I don't care about you. I don't want goals. Just look pure pumped up for it. Sometimes that's all we need. Bruni getting battled and then jumping up with Northampton. Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's one thing. You've got Gamboa there. You've got Ralston. Obviously, Lustig can't play. Um, <laughs> he just can't. That's that. <laughs> he can't play. He's also, he's also suspended. So um, if we're going to play four at the back, it'll be very interesting if it's Gamboa. I think that's a bit of a slap in the face to Ralston because the guy is fit. He's played the development squad games. He's ready. If it is Ralston, then clearly he's then he's the one. He Aye. is the one. I mean, if Ralston gets a game, then surely Gamboa knows look elsewhere. You know, yeah, because he's just he's not. But I'm in surprised the, he didn't. Gamboa's going to the World Cup. Yeah. I'm surprised he he wasn't already away in January needing game time because I just can't see how he's going to get it. But it, yeah. the idea of it being a Tierney on the right, come on. It's just not going to happen, though, is it? There's no way it's going to be. It's going to happen. We've <laughs> hey. got a Tierney, it's like Larson. We're not going to see a Larson again in our lifetimes, or if we do, it'll be you know decades from now. That's Tierney's Ral- a, a once-in-a-lifetime talent. That's Ralston's problem, is it? Because we have Tierney on the left. Folk think that he's going to come in, he's going to do the same kind of he's going to be at the same level and he just mm-hmm. isn't you know and uh, we've not really seen enough of him no, really no, to no. know actually is he any good is he going to make it um, I mean I would give my give my shout and play him I, I don't think we've got anything to lose you know I think we'll still win the league so just play him till the end of the season see how he gets on well it's a, being out of Europe now obviously um, we still want to win the treble but domestically We've got a little bit more freedom. You, we don't need to think about, oh, well, we need Lustig's experience in Europe. It's too, you know, yeah. we can't risk uh, rocking, the, rocking the boat there. So I think there's a chance that, yeah, Ralston's 
going to get his run. Nessa, I don't think that your your right back being out or your first choice right back being out is going to cause you that many problems. To be honest, I don't think that playing doesn't really matter who we play. I can't say it's conceding that many goals from that, that right back position. The rest of the team's good enough. It's definitely worthwhile just playing them, you know, and see how he got it. Especially with the rock solid centre backs that we've got. <laughs> I, mm. I mean, Jozo's. I mean, his time's got to be up as well. I think it's been useless. Louis? Um, I, s- I still think for the games just now, you know, see if you're going to go three at the back, then, you know, three at the back be like Tierney and um, uh, Forrest is kind of like effectively like wing-backs type yeah. idea. If you have three at the back, I think it's got to be Ayer, obviously, number one. Yozo, I still think, would be there. And now, without Wustig, possibly Comper to be the if if he can come through a couple of games. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm clearly thinking ahead to Ibrooks. You know, could he be the the bit of experience in the middle with Yozo and Ayer either side of him as a three at the back to guide them? And is Comper fit to play? Well, apparently he's in the squad for tomorrow. Is Rogers has said he's in the squad for tomorrow. He's been training for weeks. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe it's not. But it, it, do you go with a guy like Comper who's, you know, been there, done it, veteran, yep. lots of experience? Or do you put Tony Ralston in right back? You know, and then have Ralston, Ralston Ayer, Yozo and, and Tierney as your back four? I don't know, it's a bit, it is a bit of a call, isn't it? Aye, but personally, I think that Rodgers should be... The difference between those two players, well, obviously Comper's got the experience, as you say, but if he, uh, as you mentioned, he, he was happy enough to put Alston against PSG, so I think he should just be letting what his tactics are determine whether he plays Ralston or whether he goes to three in the back. I don't think he should force himself into it. I don't think there's that much no. of a, a leap. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be scared playing against Rangers. You know, I think it's going to be a much... Uh, perhaps they'll feel more up for it and they'll get more of a chance, but I think Rodgers picks the team he wants to play and should just go for it. There's nothing to be scared of there. Uh, Ralston, hopefully, is going to be he's going to be a man for it, isn't he? Okay, he'll, he'll do it. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be interested to see if he starts tomorrow. Definitely, get them battered. What about the? We didn't see very much of him, but Henry, he came on for the last kind of, including extra time, fifteen minutes or so. He, he probably got on the pitch. Um, Still not seen enough to really form any opinion. I just to be remember honest. him thumping out of play at one point. That's really the only thing I remember him doing. If in doubt, put it out. Aye. Uh, Old I school. I don't know. I kind of. I'm a, I'm a wee bit disappointed in what I've seen so far. To be honest, I, f- I felt oh, it's a bit too soon. I know, I know, no, know. no, I know. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not really judging him. I'm just saying, see the the, the appearances that, especially the Kumarnik game, I felt as if he looked, he looked a bit, out of place. he looked a bit out of place and a bit kind of scared. Yeah. He done a lot of walking about in that game, which worried me a wee bit. He looked just very passive, as if he was watching the game and he didn't really know what to do. And I know he was kind of playing on the right-hand side of a three and that did throw him a bit, I think. But, you know, 
you've got to have a bit more confidence if you're going to play for Celtic. You you got to believe that you're there because you're you deserve to be there. And that was that would be my only worry. I I would like to see him play with a bit more. You know, once he's actually on the team and he's getting a chance, fair enough. But I want to see him really try and command things because you look at look at Ayer. I mean, what a difference in that yep. player. I mean, he's so, he, he really is coming on to be. I I, th- I think it's fair to say right now he's our best centre back. Yeah, I don't. Yep, he's 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 getting better with every game, and there's no other Celtic player I think you can say that about just now. Fair enough, because he's at the kind of still at the early stages of his development and all that. But I mean, come on, the boy is—he's dominating yeah. life. I think the thing is, if uh, it's going to be higher and Comper, then uh, like pace is a bit of a worry. The just mm-hmm. I, if I just had a wee bit more pace, I think it, it would make him a. I know he's, he looks like a great player, but I'd just be a bit happier with someone a bit quicker in there. Uh, you don't really need to be lightning, but. Yeah, he, he does look a bit kind of slow and ponderous at times, uh, and I think Compare's meant to be. I've not really seen anything of Compare, but I've heard he's meant to be a bit slow as well. Yeah, but then Comp, well, I get you always hope when you get the experienced players in, they'll help the youngsters. So again, he may I help. Can't make him faster though. <laughs> That's the problem, you know. But positional awareness and intelligence yeah. and so on, and a bit of direction. Could no, be the, I quite could be like having a mobile kind of yeah. centre half, something that can move a wee bit at least. Yeah, I know. Hen, I mean, you would have to imagine Hendry and Ayer as a as yep. a pair has got to have a wee run at some point. Yeah, I take it we're all just assuming that Boyata is gone. Boyata is an enigma. He goes, he plays games where he doesn't put a foot wrong, and he looks like he's an absolute boss, and then he just scares you again. Yeah, Rogers um, seemed to really rate him. You know, for a while, and he does. You're right. He's got these games where he's he's immense, and then yeah, he just goes to bits and panics. But right now, I'd uh, I'd have him above Yozo right now, just on yeah, <laughs> just mobility, <laughs> <laughs> just the not giving goals away constantly, big Yozo, not being shit. Yes. Uh, so we will take a wee break. And then come back and talk about our upcoming games and answer questions from the Twitter tron. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about with Aberdeen or how much you hate Michael Lustig or anything else, Louis. Um, He's a Celtic legend. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'll, I'll, you should be ashamed of yourself. I love the guy. He's just not good enough. Which thing would happen if they had Shinny and uh, Christy fit? They probably still wouldn't have put in a performance, but it would have. They allowed to play, Christy? No, I think he's kind of that kind of cup tied thing almost. Where if you come, that's but, part of the loan, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, if we were actually playing the strongest team the way we played on Sunday, yeah, I mean, it could have been different. Questionable, yeah. but it, as you said, they just Aberdeen didn't, didn't offer a lot. Yeah. My, my, own, my only worry is with you know, with being out of Europe and it just being domestic now. My worry is, how do you pick them up? How do, how do you really? You you know, get, still we we want we want better performances. I want to see us playing with a bit of swagger again, scoring goals and really looking good in games. We've not done that domestically in a while. Does that come Where's though with motivation? a wee bit of a rest because we're not playing in Europe and also assuming we start to accumulate victories, does that confidence then come back and you start to see 
better teams and if he starts to bring in younger players, squad players to give them a go, you maybe see people big row chops putting the full performance in. It'll come. This season is going to end in a high. That's yeah, a guarantee. Are you going to the music on until it <laughs> fades out?
and welcome back after uh, some some top work, some top work. Uh, Who was that, right? <laughs> Uh, that was a song called The Mexican <laughs> What a band One of the two So um, Hi Twitter on that Twitter on that The old so social media That's what they We've been inundated with questions For tonight's show um, We have two <laughs> And they're both on the same subject um, Stephen Hughes Evening gents Evening Stephen Always a gentleman um, Is Lustig's red card And suspension A blessing in disguise um, Brian Hamill On the same point Says um, What is it going to take For Lustig To get papped From the first team rotation Colo Toure Was removed from consideration Last season For far less Lustig's performances Over the past few months Make me want to kill stuff <laughs> So <laughs> Don't kill stuff. Yeah, would be would be my point. Yeah, other than your Twitter game, you know, kill that. That's that's good. So you know, what's it going to take for for him to get dropped? And is it a blessing in disguise? Says Earl Stephen. Well, I think the first question answers the same. It'll take a red card. Was the first thing. So, <laughs> job done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think I absolutely do. Again, big Lustig fan, great servant to the club. Oh, I get your band. But uh, I know it's. I think it's probably for the the better that we're actually having a a change, and a very possibly would have came even if he wasn't red carded. But yeah, it just uh, cements the fact that we need to have a change. Hopefully. I mean, three at the back's a possibility, but hopefully we will just have another right back get a go. And as you say, Ralston gets a wee, Ral Chops gets a wee run in the, the, the squad and then gets to score a brace against Rangers. Yeah. I, I think the, the whole right back situation, see if we could get a, a real bit of quality at right back, it would bring such a better balance to the team, I think. You know, you have Tierney on the left hand side. He's obviously brilliant defensively, but he offers you so much on the overlap and everything else from an offensive point of view. But that's something we don't have on the right-hand side at all. We don't have someone who can overlap Forrest and offer him something else on that side. I mean, we would have. Yeah. I, I think we'd have such a better balance in the team if we had a, a, a real bit of quality, similar in terms of running ability to... to the Tierney on the right hand side. Someone like Tavernier. <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> of the no. guy at all, but I, I, he does I get, that job. He, yeah. he, he does a job going forward. I, I think he's hopeless defensively. Yeah, he can't defend. No. Yeah. But I, I would like, you know, I'd like to have somebody who could defend. Who could do both. Who yep. could do both. But that's well, there's a couple of points in there. That the fact if we had somebody who could, as you say, do the overlap and, and attack essentially. Um, teams defending against us, it obviously becomes a lot more difficult because the, you know, right now they pretty much know most of our threats either are going to come down that left flank or yep. through the middle. It's very, very rarely going to be, unless it's Forrest, but you're not going to see Lustig pounding up there. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, there were some stats that the, the, the Twitter account the with uh, the kind of heat map type idea. Aye, aye, I did see that uh, around Lustig and essentially 
Celtic's uh, loss of chances to the, the right wing, i.e. well Lustig's defending, um, was substantially harder than any other team in the SPFL Premier League, like by a margin of three times or something like that. Like 30% of all expected chances came from, from Lustig, whereas the average is something like 12%. Yeah. Go check out Twitter, uh, 90 Minutes, I think. So even the um, stat scale back up the fact that time's up? Aye. I don't think I've spoken to anyone that's, apart from probably Chris, that's in a disagreement. I don't think there's even a debate about Lustig now amongst the fans. I think people know that his, his, his time's up and it's just it accepted, a, it, you know? It is a shame for a guy who has Aye. been so fantastic over the years. Like he's yep. He has been brilliant. It's a, it's a shame, but, you know... I mean, it's just not happening for him now. So. No. You, you want to put him out of his misery before he really shits the, shits the bed. He's, he's not getting a, a new contract, I wouldn't have thought. No, probably no. not. Probably not. Um, so that was, a, that was the Twitter question. You missed out. Oh, did I? The wee one about Scotland. Remember. Sorry, I'm looking for something else. It was you. You should be asking that. Essentially, with Scott Brown... Out of the f- well, we'll, we can talk about that actually. We were maybe talking about Scott Brown, which will be coming up. Yeah, that's why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> amateur, amateur. Sorry, I was just looking for that tweet uh, from the backpass rule about um, Michael Lustig, but I uh, just go to backpass rule or look at our retweets and you'll, you'll see the chat about Lustig. Um, one thing we didn't actually talk about, well, we did talk about, but we didn't go into too much detail. Uh, the goalkeeping situation. <laughs> oh, <I> play Ben. <laughs> I mean, you talked about you talked about um, Forrest being the only player really showing progression mm-hmm. this season. I think the Vries really from that <laughs> <laughs> can only get better. We'll definitely see improvement there. But I so genuinely Ben, would you play yes. Ben? Would you I stick would with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I thought De Vries had to get the benefit of the doubt. I think we knew that he wasn't great after the Barcelona game. Uh, but after that second goal in St. Petersburg, that was, that was just criminal, you know? When I, at first I seen it, I thought, that's awful. But I was like, look at the replay. There must, there must, there must be a swear. <laughs> there must be a bounce. There must be some. It just he called it a knuckle ball, a knuckle ball, and how the ball moved in there. No, it didn't. No, just no, it literally just came straight at you. Get your hands behind it. And well, that used both hands. Yeah, it was his oh. feet. His feet, like he started getting off. You're obsessed with feet, Louis. You're <laughs> absolutely right. obsessed with them. I've got a little. I've got a thing for a certain pair of feet, but his his feet were going off in a different direction. I mean that. The position he get his body in, I don't know what that, that was all about. Yeah, that was designed to not save. A go- <laughs> that was the only thing. That he, yeah. he was like bending away he, from it. He just kind of contorted, yeah. didn't he? And you're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that yeah. man embarrassed himself. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was a grown man that done that. He embarrassed <laughs> himself. Um, Scott Bain's got to get a chance, surely, but he can't play tomorrow night. Oh, I can't believe yeah, oh, he cup tight. Yep. yep. So and it would have to be, yeah, um, the game at the weekend, and he, can, uh, he can't play against Dundee because oh, is it just loan. his loan, right? But the thing is, well, with the Vries, because a lot, and I have spoke to people who talk about um, 
the difference he'll make. So his distribution, it's kind of hard. As a fan watching it, his dis distribution will take pressure off of us because he's making the right mm -hmm. passes. And Gordon's distribution isn't fantastic. <laughs> but when you can't save a basic shot fire that you, it doesn't matter how many chances yeah. maybe aren't being taken again, or, you know, aren't being created against it because you're pat making the right pass. If you just cannot save a ball, <laughs> yeah, then it, yeah, there's yeah, no the point. I, I think it's there's a balance there maybe, but he's at the wrong the wrong end of the scales. Yeah, I've I've happily and openly said a number of times that I'm not a big fan of Gordon at all, and I think. You know, talk about right back, goalkeeper. These are two positions I think that are critical that we get someone in and we get proper quality in soon. I think Gordon has been great, but I think he's still his distribution just for me isn't isn't good enough. Yes, he's a good shot stopper. And he's done well for us, and even this season he's done well for us. But I think we should be looking to get a number one in there that's going to be, you know, a future number one that's going to be there for a long time. We should be looking to get that that person in pretty soon. Um, but I definitely think Scott Bain should be given a chance. My fear is that because De Vries sat on the bench for so long and was so loyal that. Mm -hmm. Rogers is going to stick by him. I suppose Rogers bought him, didn't he? And he was yeah. sort of Rogers' man. So, yeah, but I think after watching that, even Rogers has got to say, that was useless. You can't be trusted yeah. in goals, you know? It's hard to, I, th I just think it's really hard to justify. You know, if, if he, could you imagine if he had a howler of that proportion again at Ibrooks? I mean, yeah. it, He's just you just can't take that risk. No, I mean I w I would play Bain. Uh, but I also think uh, I think Gordon's a good keeper. I'm quite happy with Gordon being the Celtic number one uh, when he's back. I think he's uh, you know pretty much as good as we've had over the last uh, couple of years. I think we're quite lucky to pick him up the way we did. Uh, yeah, if we were going to get a really top notch keeper that was going to you know, be in for a long time, definitely. But I wouldn't prioritise getting a keeper at the minute, I don't think. Given that Gordon hopefully is going to be back to fitness, I, I suppose my one worry is that it's a bad injury and knowing sort of the problems he had before, you know, could it possibly, he you know, keep him out for longer? Absolutely I know you, you can't stand him. Oh, Jesus. He's a he's cracking shot stopper. And he's usually... Gordon's okay. Short, short ability is good, but see all this... Stuff with a bot his feet and he Oh no. And not to get too Celtic downy, but it's one of those as well. Up until Boric we struggled for yeah. keepers. Oh I mean, absolutely. God bless Rab Douglas and he was a short stopper, but yeah. we had a lot of a Jonathan Gouldy, I see. Gouldy was part of a legendary team, I'll give him that, but he was not great. No, we, we even big even big packy bother. God love oh, him. Oh, well, come on. God love him, but come on. The loving legend, <laughs> Big Packy. That's, uh, that's because he was always, it was, he was the best of an incredibly poor bunch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Alan McKnight. Is it Ian Andrews? Uh, God, we had some real terrible Stonkers. keepers. Uh, <laughs> nah, terrible. Um, what do you think of Gordon Marshall? 
Well, that's what I was going to... I was yeah. going to throw a couple of names at you. Gordon Marshall. I thought he was a... He was, was good. Was Would good. you take him now? Do you think we could get him now? <laughs> oh, not Gordon. Sorry, David Marshall. Gordon Marshall. Gordon, ah, Gordon, no. Gordon Sorry. Marshall. David sorry. Marshall, uh, yeah. Get my Marshalls mixed up. Uh, Gordon Marshall I wasn't a big fan of. No. But I did get bevied and meet him and then tell me he was a legend. So, you know. <laughs> he was a Scotland keeper as well, though, wasn't he? For a while. I'm pretty sure he got a good few caps. Uh, he was, uh, if we could get David Marshall, I'd take him. I'd, I'd bite your hand off to get uh, David Marshall. Louis? Um... I don't know about that, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd like the boy Ward, who Ward. was at um, yeah. Aldi. my other choice, yes. Um, I, think, I think that's interesting. <coughs> I, I still don't think we would get him, but I think that would be interesting. Is he a Premiership team at the minute? Ward? He's with uh, Huddersfield. Right. Huddersfield Town. Um, so is he probably on like 30 grand... Maybe twenty. Well, he's with. He's still with Liverpool. Still he's loaned out to them. Um, I think he is. I'll double check that actually, just in case I'm talking utter garbage. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a loan. Loan to others. Yeah, no, I, no, I, th- I think if. What age is he? Twenty-four. So still get. Takes a lot of the boxes. Yeah, but we just can't afford to play the wages to him. I think that's the problem. We are really restricted, and you know a lot of these guys are down. Even sort of sitting as a reserve in the, the Premiership, and 40, 50, 60 grand, the young players coming through, and we're never going to chuck that out at a keeper. I would, I would, I would, I know, I stay now, I damn it, I would do it. I, I, yeah, no. Nah. You never know. I just, I just wouldn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, make the, make the young as you get kind of. Unproven keeper or kind of yeah <laughs> no we could obviously if the right keeper came along absolutely throw money at it but uh, you can't yeah. take a twenty four year old I wouldn't yeah loanee uh, on and give him forty grand I think that's a problem though isn't it you know like uh, you see it with Fraser Foster you know if young players are any good and especially if they're English they're looking to get back down there as soon as they can. Yeah. You know, they basically come up here for a bit of practice to get some experience and then they'll, they'll jump ship. So I, I don't think that we... I think it'd be difficult to get a young, decent keeper that was in it for the long term. I, I'm actually... I actually quite like Bain. And mm-hmm. I, I I would like to see Bain given a go and see if he can if he can win a deal. I'm, I'm not saying, he can, you know, necessarily he is the future number one. But I would like to see him at least be given a chance while he's here on loan to prove what he can do. Just yeah. seen him in the past and I thought he's a good keeper. See, to be honest, my <coughs> absolute disgust at De Vries' performance <laughs> makes me think play Bain. But I kind of think that he's probably not going to be better than De Vries if we give him a chance. Oh, no, I think it would be better than De Vries. Come on, really? I just Although, like yeah, De Vries just doesn't seem to be able to... Bain wouldn't have lost that goal. Yeah, true. No, I don't think you can reward the Vries with another game after losing <laughs> that type of goal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> put him down. Yeah, pretty much. So I mean, like we but saw the Barcelona game, and then that, and I actually see it one 0 against Zenit. We're in, we're, we weren't playing well, but we're still in with more of a chance. The the second that, that second goal goes in, it's his fault, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's his fault. No, but like, everything, everything, all of it. Fault, U- Europe. We yeah. would have qualified for the next no, no. round of the Champions League if it wasn't for De Vries. I mean, imagine, he, wasn't, he didn't have anything to do with the games, imagine, but it was his yeah. fault. Imagine sitting on the bench for so long, being second fiddle to a guy like Craig Gordon. You come out <laughs> of the shadow finally, and you do that. Get him out. Just get him out. I think it was the excuses as well after it. I mean, just hold your hands up like a man and go, I sorry, I fucked up. Yeah. Not oh, it's a knuckleball and it's swerved yeah. all over the place. And you're like, it's nothing to do with knuckles, it's about wrists. Your wrists <laughs> are weak, pal. <laughs> no. You need to spend a little bit more time working somebody those wrists out. Some rubber wrists. Them, somebody call them, call them lettuce wrists. Lettuce. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Take us, take us to another topic. <laughs> another topic. So, um, it's Dundee or Scotland. We'll go with Dundee. Dundee. Next game up. Tomorrow or tonight, depending when you're listening or yesterday. Um, aye. So, what, what are we thinking? There's a few, be some force changes with Lustig suspended as a... Uh, yep. Well, I take it we're all starting Scott Bain and goal now <laughs> after yep. that conversation. Oh no, we can't because he can't oh, play. No, he can't so play. Shit. You're done. Oh, De Vries. Oh, De Vries no. can't even play. Right. So we're not playing with a goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I de- definitely want to see uh, Ralston play. I'd like to see Ralston, Aya, Comper, and Tierney as a back mm-hmm. four. Um, I think you've got to try and keep Brown and in charm just now. Okay. Um, then I would play um, Forrest, Rogic, Masonda. Yep. And um, correct. Correct. <laughs> and um, and then up front, it's. I think you just got to keep playing Dembele before Ibrox and try and get mm-hmm. him a few goals into him. Pretty much. Um, I, I don't really think that there's a great deal of need to rest players. To be honest, I know it's you know I know we've, we've been away in in Europe yep. and then just away to Aberdeen, but really they should be they should be alright. Yeah, they should be fit enough. I think Sinclair played his way out of the game on Sunday. I thought Sinclair was anonymous and useless, so I definitely actually like to give him a Sunday start. Uh, see. Maybe I'd McGregor would be the other one I'd think about bringing in. In place of? Tam. Oh. Maybe, yep. You've just won. Uh, I think, yeah, looking ahead to the Rangers game, I'm not sure if maybe McGregor's going to be in his, in his plans for it more than Roderick. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm not too fast either way, but I think McGregor has been really good recently. Uh, I'd, I'd keep him in there. And what about you're mentioning Compare? So Compare coming straight in tomorrow. Ayer, who's had a head knock. I don't know how. Obviously, he played on, but well, they didn't bother taking him off after it. <laughs> I was a bit. I felt a bit sorry for him. Uh, you know. See if you uh, go back on. We didn't even mention the ref as well. Just ignoring that. I know. I was shocked. Uh, yeah, but, disgusting, frankly. But if he if he didn't get taken off and he continued to play the game, there's yeah. no way he, he should be kept out of the game. Nah, you'd assume that he'll be fit enough. The Dundee you know? game, surely. Well, it's a big thing in rugby, isn't it? These concussion protocols. Yeah. You know, uh, if you do take a head knock and 
I beat an eight off for pitch. Yeah. Uh, you can't say you're all right to play this game, but the next game you're not. Well, <laughs> unless. Unless your medical staff yeah, are kind of negligent, like, you know. <laughs> pretty much. Unless he's been walking around thinking his name's Barry all, all week. Then. Aye, um, no, I, I think he's got to play. I would have taken him off. No, I would game. game. Uh, I just I thought it looked like a really nasty blow to the head. I think, yeah, we, we would have been okay if he came off, you know. So we, we've got Morton in the Cup of the Weekend. Yeah. Aye. Do you know I wonder if was it not Dundee or was it maybe Kilmarnock actually uh, earlier was that earlier this season where he went he played the youngsters and KT was the captain he scored that screamer for about the halfway line was that at the start of this season or the end of last season and Ayer played centre half with him I think Ralston started. And it was a dead young team. Yeah, I think that was that this season, but my that be, uh, nonsense, Benue, so. Benue played, so that must be... It must be this season. It must Benue be this played. season. Yeah. Um, at the start of this season, because it was before Steve Clark came in. Um, I totally forgotten about Benue. Aye, ben, <laughs> Benue played, but he played a dead, a really young team. Um and I just, I, I wonder if he would do something like that. I wonder if he would, you know, really switch up and play a lot of the young players and, and possibly then rest players. You know, he he might do that. I, I, I don't think it's out with the realms of possibility. And then maybe bring players back in again at the weekend for the Morton game. Yeah. ahead of, But then they've got a week from the Morton game to the, to the game at Ibrox. You know, that's a decent amount of rest. I think the thing with the Morton game is just it being the cup. I wouldn't risk anything. No, against no, Morton, no, they'll no. be right up for it. Absolutely. Whereas, uh, Dun- actually, Dundee man, you just want to beat McCann, don't you? <laughs> as well, you don't physically. want to slip up that eye yeah. physically, but also. But he's also incompetent, so yeah. we should yeah. be. I would, yeah, I would say we'll get an easier chance against Dundee than Morton. You know, it'll be a cup final for Morton. What's yeah. your team, Bow? Tell me your team for for Dundee. Uh, so. Um, Roderick hands for feet and goals because he's got hands for feet. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I obviously well, uh, De Vries unfortunately is the only option. Uh, Ralston, I absolutely agree with. Uh, I, I probably just stick with Ir and Uzo because compare's not played. I, it depends. You know what? See if he's fully fit. See if. Compare is fit enough to play a game. Actually, I would I would agree with you. Fuck it, go with Compare and I am. Fuck it, caution thrown. If he's yep. fit, let's go. Uh, and um, obviously the greatest player of all time at left back, um, Calvin Miller, <laughs> <laughs> Kieran Tierney, Forrest. Uh, I think you're right about um, Sinclair. I think yep. uh, you're probably dropping him. So you get Brown and Cham, you get Forrest. I think Roderick needs game time. But like I'm just thinking about the games ahead. Definitely play Roderick at the weekend. I'd maybe play <laughs> McGregor and then give Roderick a wee um, a wee half, depending on how things are going tomorrow night. Interesting. Uh, 
and Charlie and in Dembele. Is that 11? Yeah. I don't know. I'd, right. I'd go with that. I think I'd rather have McGregor in place of Roderick if we're playing uh, Charlie on the left with the option of bringing right. Tam on. And you've got to think, you don't... Roderick, not at full fitness. Charlie, who looks like he could be absolutely stunning, but he's still finding his feet. Yeah. You've got changes at the back. We, yeah. we need a little bit Hold of consistency on. through that Hold team. On. Before... You know Paddy's back in the squad... This could be the game <laughs> where we see the filth of Charlie, <laughs> Tam, oh, and Paddy. Paddy. Oh, no. Imagine oh. that. I would go. I'd buy a ticket. If I knew that was going to be the team, I knew I'd buy a ticket for that game. Yeah. Call yourself a Celtic fan. You should be buying a ticket to every game. You should have been in Russia last week. You're not a fan. No. no. I was there. I'm a Celtic critic. Not a fan. You're a Celtic fan. Jumped about. up Celtic Twitter accounts. Sorry. I'll rain it in. I'll rain it in. Jesus Christ. Uh, enough people hate us already. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. So Dundee, we'll smack them. Uh, Morton, fair play to you, but we'll, we'll pump them. That's fine. It's all good. Yep. Season's back on track, it's fine. It's done. It's, uh, it's all good until the Rangers game. I don't think we've got that much to be scared about. I think they'll come crashing back down to earth, hopefully. But uh, the, I think the Rangers Dermot, game is... If you want to talk about the Rangers game, you come back on next week. Right, sorry. That's the rules. Is that the way it goes now? That's yeah. the way it goes. Although, yes, we will pump Rangers because yeah. they're not very good. Rangers are currently winning 4-1 at St. Johnson. <sighs> at right, but, at what, time what, of recording. Uh, and their first goal... Penalty. Penalty. Wasn't oh. a penalty though, was it? It's a I mean, I've, I've not seen it, but it wasn't a penalty. Um, I saw just last wee bit of news, really, I suppose, to talk about. Scott Brown retiring from international duty. What's our, what's our take on that? What's the hot take, Dermot? I think it's good. Uh, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's got to look after himself. Um, he plays pretty much every game. Uh, it's a really quite a f- quite a physical game as well. I think the older he, he gets, the more he's got to sort of look after his body. Uh, I think he's an invaluable player for us. I think if Brown doesn't play, then we've got nobody that can replace him and do that role. That really does leave us short. Uh, and Jenky just looked and saw McLeish and thought. Uh, Fuck that. Don't fancy this, you know? My, aye, absolutely. Yep. I think he'd, if that had been Michael O'Neill on there, I don't think yeah. he would have quit. I think he's taken one look at him and went, nah, nah yep. no chance. I don't know. I mean, no doubt he's looked at that and thought, what are the SFA doing? But he'd already retired and came back out to help us out. He's probably going to retire soon enough anyway. But it's good for Celtic either way. And McLeish is a fucking joke. It's just, <laughs> oh, he's uh, embarrassment. Jesus. It's sli- so. Possibly slightly less worse than uh, Walter Smith, but it's pretty... Uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I think it's worse than Walter Smith. I, I would have been more favourable to Walter Smith than this clown. Either way, it's two past failures who are past it. It's just... I think it would have been really, really great for Scott Brown to actually have came out and said that was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Released, joke 
never mind this. It's been a privilege being Scotland captain. Just came in and went, I've loved yeah. it. I wanted to continue it, but that guy's Aye. a clown. I don't what fancy it. Doing? Yeah. Aye. I'm playing the best football in my career. Why would I want to regress for a time being coached by that? Yeah. But yeah, great news for Celtic. Aye. Aye. I, I, I genuinely think it is, as you say, just... When, when was the last time, just curiosity here, when was the last time you thought that Mikael Wistig was a good player? Like, play, playing well? How long ago? Talk to me, I want months. I don't Or a few years. It's not years, come on. Right, okay, months. This season, he's been, there's been points in this season where he's clearly been... Consistently good. good. Well, define good, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, come on. A time frame. Uh, I don't, it's definitely been several weeks going into months where his his uh, weeks. Right. Well, right. I'm saying right. several, weeks. as in come on, as in like eight, 52? nine, ten weeks going 52? into months where he's been on a very steady decline. Right. Well, where I'm going with this is we're gonna get to that point with Scott Brown. How long does he have still? Being yeah. as good as what he does, because I think there's going to have to cut. There's going to be a time where he's going to start regressing, kind of like what Lustig is just now. Fair enough. I don't think it's going to come, and you know, certainly not this season. Possibly not even next season. But after that, there is going to come a time where Scott Brown is going to need to be replaced, and that's one thing where I, I, I kind of think that just now with James Forrest, it's like. I totally get, take Scott Brown out of that team, we're not as good a team, absolutely not. But in terms of his position on the pitch, he could be upgraded upon. I mean, they probably they could all be upgraded upon, but I think Scott Brown's role in the team, that position in the team, we're going to have to start looking at that soon. We definitely need to look at it, but it could be upgraded upon. Yeah. In terms of his, his footballing ability with the ball, his feet could be upgraded upon, yes. That's a nonsense. Oh, come on. Utter nonsense. I, I mean, I, th- I think it's... all his skills into account, yeah. what he does for that team. I think what he, he brings no, is immense, no, actually. No, no, I... A player that's technically more gifted, absolutely. Yeah, We've yeah. got it's players like, in the team that are more technically kind of gifted. Yeah. Scott Brown, but he can pass like Pirlo. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I like. That's what You'd like Pirlo. You like Pete Pirlo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And also, Pirlo at his peak wasn't as good as Scott Brown at his peak. But that's <laughs> oh, Jesus. Another podcast. Um, aye, was there a Twitter question about Scott Brown? No, not that I could see. No? When did it come in? It was, it was there. You clearly think you've seen something about I, so I, I literally read me. the question. Eh? Oh, Paul. oh, right, okay. The one about the who's going to be the next captain. Aye. Aye. Right, Paul said. Um, go, go on, give us Paul's Twitter handle. M McKenzie, M6 McKenzie, at M6 McKenzie. That's the one. Um, now Brown's retired, what one do you think will be the future captain of Scotland, McCrory or Doherty? This is what he's heard <laughs> on a phone in. He's heard this on a phone in. One of those phone ins. One of them phone ins there. McCrory or McDockerty? He says it's insanity. Who should be, I guess, is the wider question. Who would be the next Scotland captain? Well, 
we could end it right now and just say we all know it's uh, Kieran Tierney. But um, since Gal isn't here, I'll just pipe in and begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of think that uh, MacArthur's kind of best place to take Brown's role in that team, though. You know, if he's fit, he's that kind of com- combative sort of midfielder. Aye. And I think he's probably going to be the one that benefits. Uh, and it's almost, it's like for like, he's not as good. I don't think as Scott Brown, perhaps not quite as, as aggressive, but MacArthur's a good, he's a good player, you know. I, I quite like him and uh, I think that position in that type of player kind of sometimes fits in with being captain. Middle you know? pitch. Tierney surely is. It's the best Scotland player, surely. Best Scotland player, future captain, material. He's yeah. the national team and it's McLeish, so... Wait and see, though. unlikely that he'll, he'll get made it. It'll be Christoph better. <laughs> I don't think it'll be Katie, sadly. Big French Christoph instead? Uh, I don't know. This, this whole question... Armstrong, sure, Armstrong. I have to pretend that I actually care, and I really don't. Because I just don't think McLeish will make it. I just, he'll not make it, Katie. I just don't even like him. I just don't like to talk about Scotland ever. That's it. You know what? See, as a Scotland fan, I don't mind being shite. But see, when we sabotage ourselves, (laughs) (laughs) this fucking bullshit. And he's he's going to be on a pretty penny as well. I know. I mean, we could have just... See for he, he, he literally is it like half a million a year, at least? That's, that's see the disgusting, snidey way that guy got that job? Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's hurled himself at every Rangers job, Scotland job, any job that comes up, he's in the paper. I want yeah. the job. I want it. I mean, no one ever came out and said, I want this job, until he done it with every job that's came up in the past few years. <laughs> it's crazy. Nuts. I still can't believe that. Yeah, that's what, that's you what they do. did. That's what you <laughs> need to do to get the Scotland national team manager's job is say, I want, I want it. It's nuts. It beggars belief. Do you think they approached Steve Clark about it? No. No. I, I, I honestly don't think they would have. Yeah. But I, I, do you know, I would have been gutted in many respects if he had taken it because I, I think. For me, watching Scottish football, I would oh, yeah. rather he continue to do the job he's doing at Kilmarnock. Obviously, he's doing a fantastic job, but... I can't I, see him being there for I, that long. Do you know what? You I'd, know? I'd love that. And I've been... Me, Keith, and, and Kieran were down at um, Kilmarnock for a, for a game. No. Was it? I don't know which it went. <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, were you in Kilmarnock? Like, <laughs> yeah. When we, when we went down. Blue and white. <laughs> Chris Boyd's up front. Aye, that's right. When we went down and the place is empty, I mean, the stadium yeah. is always empty. I think it would be fantastic to see if Steve Clark could get people going back to the games at, uh, at Kilmarnock. I mean, they should be because their team's playing really well, but I think that would be such a great thing for Scottish football. And if he'd left an hour after just really starting the job he was doing, it would have been it would have been a shame to see. Because I think it would just go into decline again. Yeah. When it comes to attendances, I always kind of go back to how much does it cost to get in yeah. and where are you playing? And if Kamarnock are charging 22 quid a ticket, I, I 
don't think it's right. I think Celtic's massively overpriced. But I think if you're playing uh, your games in Kilmarnock where <laughs> not everyone has a lot of a lot of money, then you can't complain that when you're you're crap for most of <laughs> the season, you know, your, your attendance is dwindling, folk don't want to pay the money. Uh, kids it's just are playing Laser Quest, they're out there. What what do you kids do, Louis? You're doing stuff that isn't watching Kilmarnock. Well, me? Yeah, you're one of the young My ones. Kid, Aye. Fuck, just you're playing, sitting, you're twitching and all that. Twitching, aye. Even How much does a twitch cost? For you, it's free. <laughs> Queen's Park's 13 quid, though. 13 quid then to see Queen's Park, I think, is what I paid last time, 12 or 13. And I just thought, this is ridiculous, you know? Uh, I was going to go, I was going to go. Many times I'll buy 52,000, because that's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing bad. <laughs> well, I just think, you know, you can go to Germany, you can go pretty much anywhere else. Uh, even looking at the old the season tickets in England... A lot of the Premiership season tickets, uh, you could get them cheaper than you could get Celtic or Rangers. Um, admittedly not for your Man U, etc. Yeah. But still, uh, when you consider the teams that they are getting to see week in, week out. And I, I kind of get the point about the, uh, you know, they've got TV money. But you go right back to it, the fans are the kind of lifeblood of the, the game. And just pricing folk out of it is ridiculous. Yeah. More lower prices, more people in the door more f- drinks and pies and all that chat e- exactly um, and it just makes the game look better doesn't it I was at the I went to the Paul game at the weekend six quid oh, yeah. in yeah get beaten quite aye, yeah. aye. it was disappointing but, um, is that a wee Paul at your well known that's a Paul at your well actually yep um, but I know yeah hipster bastard cheers man um, six quid in you know Found something for a pie, Bovril. Terrific, yeah. terrific. That's why, you know, I mean, sometimes they're, they're pushing a thousand folk there. Yeah, you know? absolutely, uh, yeah. And the standard, it's, it wasn't massively off the Queen's Park game I went to when they played Breaking. I think Breaking was last year and Breaking ended up going, getting promotion. But uh, yeah, I just think you're not you're not doing yourself any favours. Football as a whole across Scotland's doing itself absolutely no favours at all for the stupid pricing structures. Because it's absolutely rudderless. It is. At the top, though. But everyone's scrambling about after, you know, the, the, the wee cut of the pie, and there's no kind of overall kind of joined up thinking. Or We'll yeah. sort it, damn it. We'll yeah. sort it. You guys and Alex McLeish will sort it yep. right out. Right, so on that uh, dizzying climax... Uh, we're pretty much done. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out, I should have promoted this earlier, but check out The Cynical. Uh, you can get the deets, that's right, I said deets, at uh, the 90 Minutes Cynic Twitter, also on 90minutesinic.com. It's available on the website, or you can download it, either as an interactive EPUB, which has videos, audio files, GIFs, um, or you can get a PDF if you were obviously involved in the making of it, so I know you don't want to blow your own trumpet. But well, um, I'd love to blow my own trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how much I tried? I <laughs> Too many ribs. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a tremendous bit of business, bud. Well, thank you. Honestly, I have. Uh, I downloaded it. I've, I had a wee flick through, clicked on some of the videos, made sure they worked, <laughs> and it was um, it was terrific. Aye, and and the quality of the articles as well it's uh, phenomenal yeah phenomenal so I uh, give it a wee read however you choose to do it uh, 
Dermot Coyle, uh, Hexen Duxel, I'm going to say. I never used Twitter, so <laughs> don't bother. Dermot Coyle. Cheers. Uh, Lou McCaffrey. Yes. Also, thank you. Yeah, Twitter Enigma, but you On can the probably Twitter. try to find them. Aye, if you know my issues, it's my issues. Yeah. And uh, I'm Chris Bowd at the Chris Bowd. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you down the road. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling